Live with CDP Sports Talk, a weekly sports and entertainment podcast sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet. Live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And on audio via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Radio Public, and TuneIn. Now, here's your host, Chris Palme. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 11 of Live CDP Sports Talk, sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet, 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph Auto Mall. Check out barrycullen.com for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles or give them a call at 519-824-0210 or email them at info at barrycollin.com. And live with CDP Sports Talk is weeknights from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Metro Atlanta, the home of Southern Talk in sports as well. Good afternoon, everybody, and I hope everyone's doing well on this Monday, June 12th. It is kind of a cooler uh, Monday here in Ontario, 16 Celsius, which is about, I don't know, 62 degrees. And uh, we've had a lot of rain today as well. I'm looking forward to my guest today. Uh, it's her first time on our show. Her name is Sarah Tick. She is the founder of Modern Meat, a dating coach for men who are looking for love. And she's also a couples uh, therapist as well. So uh, just bear with me one minute and I will bring on my guest today uh, as well. Good afternoon, Sarah. How are you doing? I am doing great. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to have you on as a guest, and uh, I really look forward to speaking to you about your uh, uh, your company, um, Modern Meat. I can't wait. <laughs> so, how's the weather down in your area? So, I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. We have very humid weather, but, you know, it's nice to see a little sunshine. We've had some, uh, not really in Ontario, but northern Ontario and Quebec and western Canada, uh, some uh, fires, uh, forest fires. So uh, I'm hoping those parts of Canada uh, get some rain as well. We've had a lot of rain today, which we desperately need. Uh, the temperatures are cooler, so um, humidity is okay, but uh, I kind of like the cooler temperatures. Yes, yes, yes. We've been thinking about everybody who's been affected by all of the wildfires and the, the smoke. I hope everyone's okay. Absolutely. Are you originally from South Carolina? I am. I was born and raised. I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. Um, my father grew up in Charleston, so I still have some family here, but I've lived different places uh, for school, but South Carolina is now my forever home. I've been to 13 states, but that's the state I haven't been, I haven't visited there yet. Yeah. What would you tell somebody who's watching or listening to the show why they should come and visit? Oh, it's always rated as one of the top destinations in the world. We have beautiful beaches, amazing food, wonderful downtown life, very rich cultural history. Uh, so much has happened in Charleston. So if you're a history buff as well, if you love old architecture, if you love being outside, Charleston is definitely the place for you. What are your, some, what are some of your favorite places to visit there and uh, some restaurants? Oh my gosh, you're putting me on the spot. All right, the number one restaurant in Charleston, if you're a foodie, you've got to check out Chubby Fish. They do not take reservations. You will see people lining up. Uh, I love the French restaurant Chez New. I love Indaco for Italian, but there's so many incredible restaurants. You just have to make sure you get a reservation. So even if you're a local, you need one here because the food scene is very popular and uh, you will not leave hungry, that's for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Um, like I said, I love visiting your country as well. And that, that's a state I haven't visited yet. So um, thank you for sharing that with me and my audience. Of course. All right. Uh, we'll get into some questions. Uh, since I'm based out of, uh, I'm not quite in Toronto. I'm, I'm in, in a suburb called Guelph, which is a, an hour from Toronto, about two hours from Buffalo, New York. Can you just tell my audience just a little bit about yourself? Sure. So my name is Sarah Tick and I am a men's dating coach. I have founded a company called Modern Meat. And um, my background, just a little bit about me, I have my undergrad degrees in psychology and gender studies and have my master's degree 
in couples and family therapy. So um, ever since I was young, I always knew I wanted to have a job that had to do with love, relationships, communication. And um, when I was in grad school, I started working with matchmakers when I was up in Boston and always just sort of knew I'd somehow be in this field. I, I'm really passionate about helping people um, overcome maybe some of their social anxieties or their shyness and really get specifically men out there in the dating marketplace because I keep hearing from so many women, you know, where are all the great men? And I know they're there. I think a lot of men need support, need guidance, need strategies. And so that is the basis of my company to help these men get out there and succeed not only in the online dating world, but meeting women in person. Absolutely. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you as well is how much of the dating industry changed in, the, let's say, the last 10, 15 years, especially with social media? Social media has changed everything. And I think that it's there's never been a better time, really, to be dating because you have so many more opportunities. And I think people are really thinking outside the box and considering dating people from not only other cities, but even internationally around the world. And without the internet and without these dating apps, that would not have ever been possible. So I think we're seeing huge shifts in how people are not only meeting, but also communicating because it used to be that you would have to call people up on the phone and meet women in person. And now um, we have a whole generation of younger men coming up and they they maybe don't have that skill set so it's it's a really interesting time to see how technology and communication has really affected people's dating lives and i think that's why a lot of men do need support because maybe they've never really had to approach women in public before and that's a skill set they really want to learn so that's part of what i, I teach in my group coaching and my one-on-one -on -one coaching well, dating has changed a lot, and uh, I'll be honest, I really haven't dated a lot in the last nine years because the last few years I've been focused on a new career, and I just don't think it's fair to spend all my time on my career and not give it to that other person as well. Yeah, I, I actually, that's really why I started my first time when I was coaching back uh, in graduate school. I was living in Boston, and that was sort of the tech and entrepreneurial booming center uh, up in Boston. And all of these men who were so wonderful and these great men, but a lot of ambition didn't have enough time to date. And that was part of the way I worked with them is I'd actually go into the apps and do some searching and some communicating with women for them so that I could set up dates for them and they could just show up because they were so career focused and wanted that companionship. But it, it is a time investment as well, absolutely. And one thing as well in, in dating and even in relationships and friendships, communication is huge. What, what's your thoughts on communication nowadays in the dating world? Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of men who will reach out to me and say, I'm actually really good in person once I can have a face-to-face -face conversation, but uh, the texting and having to come up with messages to, you know, gain attention through the apps, that's the part that's really challenging for them. So, you know, being a, a woman who had been on the apps, I'm married, but did lots of online dating in my 20s and early 30s, I know what kind of messages women want to receive. I know what kind of messages I would respond to and which ones I would completely ignore. So I think um, having that female perspective for my male dating coaching clients, it, it gives them a much higher chance of success in standing out if they know how to construct messages that sound like them and are, are authentic. They're not cheesy pickup lines, but it's going to reach women in a way that they're going to attract the women that they desire. So yeah, communication is very critical in the online world. Absolutely. And uh, I know, I noticed the older I've gotten, I have more female friends now than when I was younger. I guess when I was younger, I had the attitude is if you won't date me, I can't be your friends. But the older I've gotten, I've changed, I guess. And, and now I've, I've, I have a fair amount of female friends and I'm quite happy with that. Uh, do they give you any dating advice? Are they, are they lending any of their experiences to you? Um, some of them are actually married and some of them are, uh, they don't want to date and they're just happy being single. So 
And, and yeah. um, I'll, like I said, right now I've I've kind of taken a break from dating, but mm -hmm. I, I thought it was great to to have someone like yourself come on my show today. Oh, I'm so glad. Well, if and when you're ever ready, you just let me know. I would love to work on your online dating profile with you. <laughs> yes, I have a little work. I have used online dating in the past, but it just never worked out. I have made some friendships off of it, but it just, it, you also need chemistry, but chemistry also takes time. And, and that's another thing I was going to ask you. Nowadays, we're in this microwave area where era where everybody wants everything instantly but sometimes it takes time to build up a chemistry in a in a friendship or a relationship absolutely and, and i agree with you i do think that people have a much shorter attention span because they figure well if i don't immediately feel fireworks on the first date then i can just go on the app and pick somebody else um, but I think that the older we get, the more we realize, like you said, it does take some time sometimes to cultivate that chemistry. And my, my advice to men when they're going out is, you know, did you have a good time? Would you want to spend a little more time with this person after your date? And if the answers are yes, then you go on a second date. So unless it's a clear no, continue dating and give it some time, right? Until somebody gives you a reason that, you know, you know, you can't move forward for whatever reason. Um, you should you should be open minded and enjoy the process. And I'm going to be honest, I'm going to admit this to you on here as well. I think I'm more uh, mature now and more secure with myself than I was in my 20s and early 30s. Yes, I and I actually think that, you know, mid to late 30s and 40s and 50s are great times to date. I think you've learned so much about yourself. You have more life experience. You know yourself better and you know typically what your non-negotiables are for a future relationship so that you don't find yourself in the wrong relationship time and time again, which when we're in our 20s, especially, we're still learning so much and it's so much trial and error that I think, that, you know, People who are dating a little bit later in life, a lot of my clients are, they're having an easier time. Okay. That leads to my next question, Sarah. How did you end up starting your own business, Modern Men? And what were some of the challenges of first starting it up? Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that technology has played such a huge role in my business and Currently, you know, right now my TikTok is, has gotten really popular. Now my Instagram is gaining a lot of followers, but that only happened, you know, maybe seven months in of trying to reach my, my core audience. I knew that there were men out there who really needed a female voice. And there were a lot of men's coaches, especially in the social media world, who were coaching men on dating, but I didn't see very many, if at all, any females who were specifically and solely working with men and offering that female perspective of what do modern American women really want right now? Because times have changed. We have more educated women than ever. We have people settling down later than ever. We have more single people, both men and women than ever. So. Um, I knew that, that there was a space that wasn't uh, being utilized and the, the female perspective is so important in the dating world. Um, and so I started this business uh, last August, so it's still relatively new. I've been coaching on and off for the past 12 years, but I went really focused in on this. This was always my passion, my dream. I left my nonprofit job of, of 10 years of being a CEO and, and started this company because I felt so strongly that, that there was an audience here that really needed guidance and support. So um, a lot of women do reach out to me and say, well, do you coach women? What about us? And I say, you know, there's so much support out there for women. Not only do they tend to have, you know, close female friends they can get advice from um, or family, but they're more likely to seek therapy and coaches. And there's just so many resources for women. I felt so strongly that the men uh, who were out there dating really needed that support. And that's why I only work with men. And I love working with women, but <laughs> my, my clients are 100% uh, men, people who identify as men. So I'm, I'm very happy to be working with, with men from all over and helping them get really clear on their strategy for finding love. You might just be a pioneer because I, I'm sure that I, I would I would assume that maybe there'll be more females that will, will get into this as well. So you might be becoming a pioneer into this. 
Oh, you're you're too kind. I mean, I'm sure that there are a few others, but I think I think a lot of women are maybe a little reticent to go, especially in the social media arena, because you know there are a lot of trolls out there, and there are a lot of men who disagree with with a woman being a coach. And so I think a lot of women maybe shy away from being out there publicly because they know they they will get those comments, and I certainly do, but. They don't bother me because I know at the end of the day, I'm there for, for my community and for the men that I want to be coaching who are genuine, smart, kind, good-hearted men who are going to make amazing boyfriends and husbands and fathers and whatever it is they want to be. And so I'm, I have to tune out, you know, the negativity and really focus on these great, these great people that I get to work with every day. Like I said, social media, we talked about this earlier. Social media is a great tool if you use it the right way. There are some negative aspects, but uh, I think from what you're doing, your passion. I, I I don't know you that well, Sarah, but I can tell how much you're very passionate about. And if I did get a dating coach, I think I would be uh, tend to contact someone like yourself. Well, that's such a nice compliment. I really appreciate it. And I don't mean to say that that male dating coaches don't have their own perspective, but oftentimes the men who come to me will say, I've actually already worked with a male dating coach and it didn't fit for me. It actually wasn't what I wanted or what I needed. And they wanted this female perspective. So I think it's all about, you know, finding the, the right person for you, just like with anything and um, trying out different coaches. But certainly I, I love what I do. Like you said, I'm, this is my life's work. I'll probably be doing this till I'm, you know, 90 in a wheelchair in the old folks home trying to set people up. So this is, this is it for me. It's important. It's important nowadays in any career to have a passion. And, uh, and that's what I have with my show as well is I have a passion for this. I love storytelling and I love having different guests on from various professions. Well, that must mean that you're an excellent date, especially if you can tell a good story and you like listening and learning to people. I bet you're you're a great companion to have on a date. <laughs> I just, um, I, I got to be honest with you too. Um, I, I've never been married or have kids, but I've had some dates and stuff like that. And then I've got hurt and then I've kind of just shied away from dating. I, I have to bet my last date, I really cared about this woman and she kind of, it just didn't work out. We're still friends. But I was a little bit hurt, and uh, yeah, it kind of shied me away from the dating industry for a while. You know, it, it's interesting you say that. I, I go live in my TikTok groups and my Facebook groups, and we were just talking today about being nervous to open up again and to start dating again, especially if you've been hurt or it didn't work out. And we were talking about how fundamentally important it really is to experience a heartbreak in your adult life that that it's one of the universal experiences that almost every one of us has felt, you know, the rejection, the heartbreak, having your, your heart, you know, in that really tender state and, and it not working out. But I think what it teaches us is number one, what we want in the future, what we don't want in future relationships. It teaches us about our boundaries, about what we need to do to protect ourselves, not just in romantic relationships, but with all the people in our life. Um, we learn so much from heartbreak. And um, I think that even though it hurts in the moment, it, that's one of the reasons it's so important to have a support system, such as a coach, such as, you know, my group membership has so many men from around the world all supporting each other because they all have the same goal of finding love. Um, so whether it's using that type of support or with your friends or family, but really letting people support you through the process because, yeah, it's it's one of those life-changing moments, you know, when we, we get our, our hearts broken, but I think it's also one of the most important and one of the most life-changing sometimes for the better. Now in the future, would you write, have you ever thought about writing a book about modern meat and, and some of your stories? It's my dream. That's my dream. Um, I've loved writing since, since I was young. And I think there's no surprise to anyone that part of my job is I love writing men's online dating profiles for them. And I get to use that skill and that passion. But a book I think is, is hopefully on the horizon. I've got to find a good agent. I've got to find a good book deal, but there's so much I, I want to say and I want to share with my audience. So fingers crossed that that will, that will be part of my future. Okay. 
before we get to some more questions, can I just show uh, a quick little video from your YouTube channel? And uh, oh. and I'm and I'm now a new subscriber of your YouTube channel. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Just one second. It's just a, a quick clip from your YouTube channel, and uh, we'll just play it right now. Three reasons why you need a female dating coach if you're a man. Number one, no one knows what a woman likes more than a woman. Number two, a lot of the male dating coaches don't take into account today's modern needs, meaning a lot of women feel very nervous being approached by men, and they're fearing for their own personal safety. And there are ways that you can approach a woman that are going to be effective. And there are ways you're going to approach a woman that are going to scare them and you're not going to have success. Reason number three, you're not going to get the same old, same old, suck it up, grow a pair of balls and go ask her out because there's a lot of men out there like you who might have social anxiety and have no idea how to even begin communicating with a woman. So let a female dating coach address those needs, come at it from a different point of view and be there to support you along the way. Three reasons why you need a I was fired up in that video. <laughs> yes, that's courtesy of your YouTube channel and please subscribe to it if you already haven't. Uh, thoughts on that video and uh, thoughts on TikTok as well for your uh, for your business as well. Yeah, so I mean, of course, I, I love all my social media platforms right now. My, my largest is TikTok. We have over 180,000 followers on my page, and I think 96% are men. So it's really my, my core audience. But yeah, you know, that video, I, I do think it's important to share why I think that a, a female perspective is important. I think I, I filmed that video after I watched some videos from male coaches on how they were approaching women in these really aggressive ways, um, you know, coming from them from behind or um, stopping them maybe when they were in the middle of something and or putting their hands on them. I just thought, oh no, this is this is not how I would ever advise a man approach a woman. That you know, women have a lot of physical and emotional safety things that they need to to worry about in dating that maybe some of the male coaches aren't internalizing because they've never experienced what it's like to be approached and to be made to feel uncomfortable. So um, that's why I'm here. I'm here to share that perspective and you know, people can take it or leave it, but I'm going to keep kind of sharing my perspective and teach how I think women, you know, feel respected, feel safe and get to know men in an authentic way because this whole pickup culture that is running rampant while it's very clever and kind of cute uh, you're not going to be the love of your life throwing out cheesy pickup lines. And it really makes a lot of women feel uncomfortable. So I just coach and teach men to approach women in a very different, more authentic way so they can actually get to know the man and build connection that feels real. What are some other no-nos that men uh, seem to be doing nowadays in, in the dating world in 2023? Some of the no-nos? <laughs> Uh, well, you know, there's there's a lot. The, the biggest one is that they're opting out, that they're not dating at all, or they're trying to date, but, you know, their online dating profile isn't filled out all the way, or it's a pictures of them having a bunch of selfies with sunglasses on and their hats on, and no one can even see their face. I think that so many men um, think that they can kind of just scramble together a profile and that that's going to be enough for women to want to meet them. But it's a very competitive dating market. There are far more men than women on the app. So your profile and your photos have to really stand out. So um, first step, of course, is just to be willing and open to fully engaging and, and participating. I think that's where a lot of men are going wrong. And I think also um, the anxiety of not being able to approach women in public is one of the number one things that I'm getting requests about. So um, it's it taps into one of men's biggest fears that they're going to get rejected if they go up and approach a woman, which of course makes sense, right? We talked about it earlier. No one wants to feel bad. No one wants to feel rejection. Um, but I always tell men, you know, a stranger can't really reject you. She doesn't even know who you are. So we have to refrain and get into the right mindset that it actually doesn't matter if she says yes or no. The victory is being able to approach. And so I teach kind of step by step, depending on where the woman is and what she's doing, what type of approaches are going to be the most effective and successful. And I also teach men how to 
you know, get her phone number and leave the conversation before it gets awkward. And then things kind of, you know, run out of steam and he doesn't know how to leave the conversation. So I, I teach my clients the full, the full gamut of exactly how to approach and uh, do it step by step. So they always know what to do because the reality is you never know when the love of your life is just going to like walk through the door. And if you are let her go by and you never ask her out or say anything, what a missed opportunity. And so it's as great as online dating is, it's also equally important to be able to approach women in real life and use online dating as a supplement to your dating life. Absolutely. And um, I noticed nowadays when you do get a woman's phone number, they usually just want to text. And I guess I'm still old school. I just, when somebody gives me a number, I, I do text and I do use social, uh, the today's technology, but I'm still old fashioned where I, it's nice to hear somebody's voice. Cause you don't know how they're feeling or doing on a text message compared to a phone call. I totally agree. And it's funny. So I'm a millennial. My husband's a little bit older than me. So he's gen X. And I remember when we first started dating, I thought it was so strange that he didn't really text me, but he would call me on the phone every night. And of course it makes sense now, you know, that's his generation. They grew up talking on the phone and asking women out on the phone. And I'm so glad that he did because I ended up getting to know him so much better and really enjoy it. But even now, you know, we don't text as much as maybe other couples do because we prefer phone communication and in-person communication. So um, I, I would suggest that, so men who are dating, who would prefer to talk on the phone and feel like they get more information and just feel more comfortable talking on the telephone, text a woman, say, hey, I'm not really a text kind of guy. I really prefer talking on the phone. Is it okay if I call you tonight at seven o'clock? And see her response, because I think a lot of women are very open and receptive to it. And it's all about figuring out the best mode of, of communication for each of you. Absolutely. And this leads to my next question. I'm going to reward it because um, you already answered the first part of the question, but can you just tell us also a little bit about your work as a licensed couple therapist and what do you enjoy the most about doing that? Oh, I, I love being a couples therapist. So um, I've been working for the past 12 years. I own my own practice here in Charleston called Charleston Family Counseling. And I, I love watching the most inner works of couples because I think when we go out in public, we see our friends, we see our neighbors, things can look so perfect from the outside. And then inside the therapy room, you actually begin to uncover um, that every couple has challenges. Every couple has ways they can improve, especially in communication. That's a huge one. And learning their love languages and really learning how to work together as a team. And what I love about having both my coaching practice and my couples therapy practice is my, my hope is that I can take what I see happening in the therapy room about what could potentially go wrong when couples are not compatible and help my coaching clients learn how to find qualities in women that they need so that they don't end up on my couples therapy couch 10 years down the road. So it's not just about finding someone to date. I'm helping them figure out who is going to be their compatible life partner and what non-negotiables they need to figure out and how to know if that partner is really aligned with them and their values. So the, the two businesses that I have are very complimentary and I really get to see both sides of, of the dating and relationship spectrum. And I'm always learning and, and always happy to be there working with people to give them their best love lives. Are you finding more married couple or people that are living together are coming to, to get uh, a couple therapy therapy and uh, cause you know, on the, the old days, or talk to somebody in that, but do you find the industry nowadays, uh, more and more people are coming to see you, people like yourself? Yes, it's a lot more mainstream and the stigma around therapy, I'd say, has just pretty much been eradicated. I think that therapy in general, at least in the United States, um, it, it's just very mainstream and everyone from children to our parents are all in therapy and that's wonderful. And I love 
seeing um, couples but when they're deciding if they should even take the next step into getting married. Um, so pre-premarital counseling, so to speak, you know, really taking their relationships to professionals to make sure before agreeing to any kind of lifelong um, relationship that they're they're being thoughtful and they're learning the skills, particularly around dividing the domestic chores in the household and how they feel about children and religion and money and physical intimacy and all the parts that make up a successful relationship. Um, I think it's wonderful that I see not only married couples, but people who are, are just dating and in the dating phase as well. And there's always something to be learned, right? And, and what's so interesting in couples therapy is people can live together for 10 years and come out and say, I don't think we've ever really had a real conversation like this before. Because you can talk at people, but having a real vulnerable, open conversation, sometimes you need a little guidance of how do I even begin that? And having that outside neutral person um, can really make all the difference. So I, I really love watching those transformations and I just love being a couples therapist. I think I'll, I'll always keep my practice open. <laughs> Well said. Now, for somebody, I, I've never been married or done couple therapy. What is a normal session? Is it like half an hour, 45 minutes? How does that work? Yeah. So most of my sessions run about 50 minutes or so. That way, if we run a little over or, you know, it's a particularly um, intense session, we have some time to wrap up. But I find that after about 45, 50 minutes, we've, we've probably done a lot of emotional work and usually people will tell me oh i think i need a, a little nap after this right it can be very uh emotionally exhausting and so it's always good to schedule i think a little process time if you can after a therapy session uh, but that that's typically how long those sessions last how satisfying is it when when a couple call you back or or give you positive or able to reach them and help their relationship it's, it's the best. And I, I always tell clients, you know, I'm here to guide you, but the work that you do in session and outside of session is what is what the result will be. So what you put in is what you're going to get out. I only probably see them once a week for an hour. So it's really about utilizing the skills and the techniques that they learn in couples therapy and how well they can really implement some of the changes, which for a lot of people, it's really difficult to learn how to communicate in a different way or respond to your partner in a different way or show your love for them using, you know, the five love languages in a different way. So, um, but it, it always feels amazing when they find ways to reconnect and say that they're, they're communicating better and there's more peace in their home. And that's what everyone wants at the end of the day. I think in any kind of friendship, relationship or marriage, communication has to be right up there as number one. Absolutely. It's so underrated, but it is so important. Such an important skill. Since I have you on here and I just thought of this question myself, I'm learning to ablib during my podcast. What This term is being used a lot. What's your thought about this term that gets used a lot in dating, especially called ghosting? <laughs> yes. Oh, I hate it. And it's one of the biggest frustrations for my dating coaching clients. They'll say, you know, either I've been talking to this girl for a while and then poof, she's nowhere to be found. Or we went on a few dates and then I try to set up the next one and she just doesn't respond. And, you know, if you've been out with someone more than once, you need to at least text them a message saying, you know, I, I appreciate the time I've spent with you. I'm not feeling a romantic connection, but I wish you the best of luck or something along those lines, because that's so much more polite than just never responding to them again. I'm so anti-ghosting. I don't like it. <laughs> and one other thing too, and this, this is an old stereotype from my era as well. If you date somebody, you can't be friends with them. I don't think that's necessarily true that sometimes a man and a female or, or, or whatever genders can actually get along better as friends and actually dating as well too. Absolutely. I think um, I think where it gets complicated and where you see the people who say like we can't be friends is sometimes if you then enter into a new relationship with a new woman, she might be a little jealous if you have a lot of close knit female friends. But if she's secure and she has, you know, a lot of trust and has healthy attachment, she'll understand that 
having female friends is actually a huge uh, enhancement in your life and, and, you know, is important to you. So you want to, it's, it's good to, it's a good way to judge if a woman is a very jealous woman is how she responds. If you have female friends, that's a good, a good indicator of if she's going to be a secure partner for you. And you just mentioned another word too. It's not just communication. It's also trust. If there's no trust, there's no friendship, no relationship. Absolutely. And I always tell people, you know what, you trust someone until they give you a reason not to, and then you pay attention very closely to that. So that is my philosophy. You know, you have to go in giving people the benefit of the doubt until they give you a reason to worry um, or to shake your confidence and then listen to your intuition. And that's, that's my, my go-to. What's your thought on now? Everybody's nowadays is saying cheating is now even more worse now than back in the 60s, 70s and 80s because social media. Do you think that's necessarily true or that's just a scapegoat? <laughs> no, I think people have been cheating for as long as people have been alive. Um, yes. But I, I imagine that it's much easier to find people from our past. Um, I, you know, you hear a lot about people looking up their old boyfriends and girlfriends from high school on social media, especially um, some people in the older generations who maybe have completely lost touch. And then they can romanticize, you know, oh, things used to be so great when we were 17. Well, yeah, that, that was a long time ago. That's not reality. And um, I think people can get themselves into trouble that way, of course. But I firmly believe that people who are going to cheat it doesn't matter how big of a fence you build around them. They will find a way to cheat and you just got to let them go and work for the therapy and uh, keep it moving. Okay. This, this question I wanted to ask you too, sir, are you still good for a few more questions? Absolutely. Okay. As for dating in 2023, uh, what's your thoughts on people starting out as friends is the best way of going into a possible relationship? Yes or no? Oh, you're not going to like this answer, but I am very against it because I hear okay. from so many men how they've ended up in being friend zoned by the women that they like. So they like a woman and then she thinks of them as a friend. And then it's very, very tough for her to ever see him in that romantic way. It doesn't mean it's impossible. I certainly know people myself who have started out as friends and ended up getting married and are very happy. But overall, the rule of thumb is when you meet a woman you like, you need to ask her out and be intentional and set the tone of how you feel about her. Um, otherwise, once you're in that friend zone, it, it becomes a lot riskier to then share your feelings because then you don't want to ruin the friendship. But of course, I don't really think it's a friendship if you have romantic feelings and she doesn't know because that's not you're not really on equal footing. So I always encourage when my clients or when viewers will ask me, what do I do? I'm in the friend zone. I say, you've got to roll the dice, put your feelings out there and make your intentions very clear and leave it up to her. And she might pull away and, and you know, their friendship might be, might be over, but it's better to know than to walk around having that question in your mind. What if? And I can relate to that. So I really appreciate you answering that question. And it's great to have you on here today to speak about this. Oh, it was so much fun. Thank you for having me. What are some of the biggest reasons why a, a marriage or a relationship uh, fails nowadays in 2023? <sighs> People are living a lot longer these days now. Um, look, a lifelong commitment. It's a, it's, you're committing to not only the person that you're marrying that day, but to everything that comes along and all the changes in life transitions and the hardships and the grief and the loss. And, you know, being a lifelong partner to someone, it's no easy feat. And I think one of the biggest reasons is certainly communication. It's when you stop putting an emphasis on the romantic part of the marriage and you become roommates and, and friends, but there is zero spark, there's zero passion there. And then people miss it. And then they start seeking it elsewhere, which is where the infidelity can come in. So um, it's, it's definitely very important to have great communication and um, make sure that you are on the same page with your values and your long-term goals and visions 
And that can help really protect your relationship as well as seeking support from couples therapists or, you know, religious leaders or whoever you go to for support, having a network of people who will help you throughout your marriage when things get tough because they do and they will. All right. And I just got a couple more questions I wanted to ask you. I do this with all my guests as well. What are some fun facts about yourself, Sarah? Oh my gosh. What are some fun facts? Um, I love dogs. I have two rescue dogs, a miniature dachshund Dolly, who's on a lot of my lives, and a German shepherd named Zoe. So I'm a big dog fan. I used to play trombone in middle school, and I loved musical theater growing up. So I was a big theater nerd. <laughs> okay. And uh, this one we'll go to as well. Um, can you just tell us? why a, a man who is single or just out of a relationship and is looking to date again, why they should try your website, Modern Men? Yeah, so you should definitely come to Modern Meet if you are looking to join a big group of other supportive single men from around the world. We talk about approaching women in public, strategies. We talk about getting your mindset right so that you feel mentally prepared and ready to date. Um, we discuss the best messages to send women and pretty much any dating and relationship topic you can think of, we are discussing in my group membership and we would love to have you in there. It's so much fun and it's, it's just great to have support and to have not only group question and answers, but direct access to me. Men can text me within my group membership and uh, they can get their own personalized advice. So it's a great place to be. How important is mindset when you're getting over a relationship or a marriage that's ended? Oh, it's everything because the thoughts we tell ourselves, you know, that's what we believe. And so you can really do, do a disservice to yourself if you aren't in the right mindset to date because you could be out with the most beautiful woman in the world. And if your mind isn't in it, it's not going to work out. So that's a huge component of, of some of the coaching that I do to get you excited and focused and really um, thinking about what you want out of the future and how to get it. I'll be honest. I really never thought about a, a dating coach in all my times of dating in the past, but I think after having you on my show today, I, uh, I might consider it because uh, I think you have great insight on and dating and stuff like that as well. And I'm a little bit out of touch since I haven't, really dated anybody in nine years. Well, that is a great compliment. And I would love to catch up with you anytime you're ready. Do you have any other advice for anybody that's watching or listening to this show about the, the dating world in 2023? I think that it's really important to monitor who you're listening to and to keep it positive, right? Um, learning or listing all the ways that you know online dating isn't going to work, or uh, meeting people in person is never going to work for you. You know, we set the intention, we attract what we put out there, and so you want to be around people who are going to encourage you, who are going to be positive. I surround yourself by people who are in happy relationships and get that good energy going, get that vibe going, because that kind of positive energy is what's going to attract women to you. And um, I was always taught this too. Always listen to your gut feeling. If if, if you feel something that's not something's right, or somebody's absolutely, your gut is is rarely wrong. And sometimes we try to talk ourselves out of our our inner knowing. And again, that's why it's great to have additional support so that they can talk through it with you and help you stay true to yourself, stay true, stay true to your gut. Okay, and you already answered this top question. So um, where can my Canadian audience, do you have, by the way, do you have any Canadian clients right now? Oh, in my group, absolutely. I have from all uh, all continents are part of my, my follower, my audience, my membership. So I love it. That's awesome. Again, where can my audience uh, find you on social media and your website? Yeah, so you can find me. My website's www.themodernmeet.com. My Instagram is at AskSarahTick, and my TikTok is at 3MinuteAdvice. I'd love to see you all there. All right. Well, hey, Sarah, I want to say 
thank you so much for coming on here today. And uh, I really appreciated uh, talking to you about dating because dating nowadays is probably a little more complicated than back in the 90s and 80s and 70s and stuff like that as well. And thank you for explaining about ghosting because to me, somebody ghosts you, then obviously don't bother trying to attempt to contact me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. And just give me about 15, 20 minutes and I'll have this episode uh, downloaded to all my audio platforms as well, Sarah. Again, I want to say thank you to Sarah Tick from Modern Meat uh, for coming on today. She's a dating coach and a licensed couple therapist as well. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed season six, episode 11 today with Sarah Tick. She's the founder of Modern Meat. She's a dating coach and also a couple therapist. She's in the Charlton, Charleston, uh, South Carolina area as well. And she likes to help. Uh, part of her role as a dating coach is to help men around the world find love. And she's also a couple therapist uh, for married couples or people in relationships as well. So please check out her website site as well i have it on i got bear with me i got so many stuff on my ticker uh you can check out our website at modernmeat.com as well and you can also follow follow sarah on instagram ask sarah tick and she's also has a website similar to my beacons website linktree slash sarah tick as well so again i want to say thank you so much uh for sarah for coming on today my next live with cdp sports talk Brought to you by Barry Cullen Chevrolet will be tonight at 5 p.m. Eastern with TSN and Sports TSN and Sports Center anchor and CFL and TSN reporter Matthew Skinetti. And he's going to talk about the Canadian Football League and his career in broadcasting. So again, tonight, five o'clock with Matthew Shinetti from TSN. I'm really looking forward to that as well. Before I wrap it up, guys, again, you can email my guest, Sarah at info at modernmeat.com again. And uh, I want to say thank you to Sarah uh, Tick for coming on here as well. Speaking of CFL, the Great Cup champion Toronto Argonauts will open up the regular season at BMO Field this Sunday, June 18th, 7 p.m. Eastern versus the Hamilton Tiger Cats. You can purchase tickets at argonauts.ca or you can watch the game on TSN or on TSN 1050 AM with Mike Hogan as well, the voice of the Toronto Argonauts. As always, guys, live with CDP Sports Talk, a weekly sports and entertainment talk show, and hosted by yours truly, Chris Pame, is on weeknights at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key, the home of Southern sports and talk, the heartbeat of Atlanta. And occasionally uh, with baseball on their station, uh, live with CDP Sports Talk sometimes will be uh, preempted to like 9, 10 o'clock at night as well. Live with CDP Sports Talk is live streamed on these platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And I want to say thank you to everybody for watching this show today on live streamed as well. You guys can also check out my website at beacons.com. D. Pame, all my digital content and all my previous podcast shows are on beacons.ai slash Chris D. Pame. Again, live with CDP Sports Talk is sponsored by Barry Cohen Chevrolet Dealership at 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph Auto Mall. Check out Barry Cohen for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles as well. Also, guys, you can spring into summer at Barry Cohen Chevrolet 3.99% financing for up to 60 months on a 23 Blazer, Traverse, Equinox, and eligible Costco members can receive a $750 bonus on select SUVs as well. Please see uh, Elizabeth Nedovich or Nathan Lodi, uh, two of the salespeople at Barry Collin Chevrolet. And I'm quite happy with my 2023 Chevrolet Trailblazer RS sports model as well. Uh, a really good trial. You guys can, everybody, if they wish, they can follow me on TikTok at Live with CDP. I post a lot of digital content on TikTok at Live with CDP. And that's where I met Sarah Tick on TikTok as well. It's a great social media tool if you use it properly as well. 
StreamYard is the official live stream provider of Live with CDP Sports Talk. If you're into webinars or podcasting such as myself, check out StreamYard.com as well. Live with CDP Podcasts. The audio version is available on these platforms. iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, CastBox, LinkedIn, Stitcher, and Tuned In. And again, weeknights at 8 o'clock on WQEE 99.1 FM as well. Also, you can email or text me at live with CDP Sports Talk at cpalme19 at gmail.com, or you can text the show at 519-820-7188. Any comments or questions uh, and advice, suggestions would be great as well. But again, I hope you guys can tune into my uh, double hitter tonight at 5 o'clock with TSN and Sports Center and CFL and TSN reporter Matthew Skinetti. And we're going to talk some CFL and uh, the Toronto Argonauts home opener against the Hamilton Tiger Cats as well. Guys, as you all know, I'm not a big golf fan, but uh, I want to say congratulations to Winnipeg, Manitoba, Winnipeg native Nick Taylor on winning the RBC Open yesterday here with a 72-foot putt. And he's the first Canadian to win the RBC Canadian Open since Pat Fletcher in 1954 so congratulations to nick taylor and who knows maybe i'll start paying a little more attention to golf but i think it's great for canadian golf as well for winning that and that was an impressive putt 72 foot putt as well and then you did see the security guard uh tackle one of his friends a golfer on the field as well so a little bit of happy gilmore in that uh ending as well but again uh, i want to say thank you to my guest sarah tick from modern meat for coming on here today and I hope everybody enjoyed this episode and it will be downloaded to audio, uh, my audio platforms shortly and on WQE 99.1 FM very soon as well. So that's about it, guys. Uh, again, uh, thank you to Sarah Tick for coming on and everybody for watching this live streamed and on my audio platforms. And hopefully we'll see you all tonight at five o'clock Eastern. Again, with Matthew Shinetti from TSN to talk a little bit about his career in broadcasting, his 10 years at TSN, and also the Canadian Football League as well, which he covers as a sideline reporter for the Argonauts, the Red Blacks, and the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I hope everybody has a great afternoon, and we'll see you again here tonight at 5 o'clock for Season 6, Episode 12 of Live with CDP Sports Talk with Matthew Shinetti from TSN, and uh, really looking forward to that. Um, that's about it. We'll see you guys at five o'clock. Thanks again for watching and listening to live with CDP sports talk brought to you by Barry Cullen Chevrolet and on WQEE 99.1 FM. Good afternoon, everybody.